Hey guys, welcome back to Swish Podcast. I'm Jake. And I'm also Jake. What's going on, Jake? How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. We're back with another interview. Today, we are doing former MLB All-Star, Mickey Moradini. What's up, Mickey? How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, It's great to be on your show. Uh, Looking forward to it. Yeah, thank you for joining us. And Jake, are you ready to hop into the questions? Let's hop in. So... Our first, qu- our first question that we want to ask you, really, um, Jake will ask you it. So, what got you into baseball? Like, what made you decide to start playing baseball? Um, you know, I had an older brother that played sports, and I had grandparents that always watched. I grew up in Pittsburgh, and I always uh, watched the Pirates playing on TV on Sundays, and um, just kind of got into it at a really young age. I was really uh, into basketball and baseball my whole career, and um, but, uh, you know, I was one of those kids that, uh, would come home from school and go down and shoot hoops or come home and play a wiffle ball and do all kinds of different things. So, um, a lot of my skills that I developed obviously came from just doing a lot of stuff at a young age. Okay. So our second question is what players did you sort of like, like growing up in baseball, basketball? What are some athletes that you sort of looked up to? Well, some of them you might not uh, know of because you're a little young, but uh, my all-time favorite baseball player is a guy by the name of Al Oliver. Uh, he played for the Pirates, and he was actually here in Philadelphia for a year. I uh, just loved the way he hit and played the game. Um, I was a big Ozzie Smith fan, which I'm sure you've heard of before. He's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Um, and in basketball, my all-time favorite player is Magic Johnson. Uh, I went to the Big Ten. I went to Indiana University and Magic went to Michigan, so uh, I'm a Big Ten guy, and I love watching him play. So as you just mentioned, you attended Indiana. So what, like, made you decide to go there? Like, what was the main motivation to go Uh, there? The motivation was uh, I wanted to go to a big school and play baseball, and I had several offers uh, uh, from, like, Penn State and Pitt and Iowa, uh, Indiana. But at that time, uh, it was 1984, and uh, Penn, Penn State and Pitt didn't have very good baseball programs at the time. So I wanted to go out to the Big Ten and uh, play where the baseball programs were pretty good. So eventually, just because of a scholarship uh, offer, uh, I ended up going to Indiana. Um, do you regret that decision or you love Indiana University? I love it. I would go back there every time. Uh, it's a great campus. I actually met my wife there. so. Um, she's hearing me talk right now, so I got to say some good things because of that. Um, but I uh, met my wife there, and uh, I still have a lot of friends from college, uh, all my baseball buddies. We actually have a fantasy football league that we've been doing for 20-plus years. So I have a lot of great memories. Uh, I was actually there in 1987, my junior year, when uh, the basketball team won the NCAA title, and uh, Keith Smart hit the winning shot uh, with a few seconds left. So uh, with Jimmy uh, a lot of great memories from there. Um, so in 1988, you were drafted in the fifth round by the Philadelphia Phillies. So what it mean that what it means to you getting drafted and being in the MLB? Well, it was a you know I got drafted my junior year by the Pirates, and I was a huge Pirates fan growing up. So it was a very tough decision for me to decide if I wanted to sign with the Pirates or go back and play uh, another year of college. So I decided to go back to college mainly because I had a chance to make the Olympic team as a senior. And um, I did. I ended up making the Olympic team and winning a gold medal. But, uh, you know, the Phillies drafting me was awesome. A fifth-round draft choice as a senior. I was excited, wanted to get my uh, pro career going. And 
you know, I was pretty lucky. I only spent a couple years in the minor leagues. Um, I had some really good years in the minors. And, uh, you know, in 1990, in September, I got the call up, which was amazing. So, like you just mentioned before, you played on the Olympic team. So, in 1988, you won the gold medal. So, what was that like? It was awesome. Um, I had some great teammates. Um, not like again, I don't know if you remember these guys, but Jim Abbott, who was a one-handed pitcher. Yeah, he threw um, the perfect game or no hitter, whatever. Exactly with the Yankees, he was on my team. Andy Bennis, Ben McDonald, Charles Nagy, uh, Tino Martinez, Robin Ventura, all big-time uh, MLB players were on that team. And uh, you know, we toured the United States, kind of prepping for the Olympics. And then we got to fly over to Japan and play some games, and fly to Italy and play some games. And then we finally ended up in Seoul, Korea, and, and won the gold medal. It was uh, quite an experience. And again, you mentioned before, you, in, in 1990, you got called up to play for the Phillies. So like, what does that mean to you, like playing in your first game and like just getting your first hit? Uh, very nerve-wracking. Uh, I was very nervous, uh, very anxious. I uh, really didn't know what to expect. Uh, but my teammates, I had some really good teammates, teammates that uh, just told me to be myself and play my game. And uh, I, it was a double header that night when I first got called up. And I got there the about towards the end of the first game, and I had to pinch hit. And I lined out my first at bat, and then my second at bat, uh, game went to extra innings. My second at bat, I got a base hit and ended up scoring the winning run. So I was really good to get that first hit out of the way in the major leagues. It helped me relax a lot. So our next question is about 1995 when you were selected to join the NL All-Star team. But for those five years before that, when you had a very, very good start to your career, what was like, your, motiva your motivation like? like? What were your strategies becoming such a good player? Um, you know, I always felt like someone was trying to take my job. You know, all the second basemen in the minor leagues were trying to take my job. So that motivated me. Um, the fear of failure mo motivated me. I didn't like to fail, especially in Philadelphia, because, you know, if you're failing in Philadelphia, they're letting you know about it. So I didn't like to strike out and walk back to the dugout and hear the booze. So that motivated me to be as good as I could be. And I wanted to win was my main motivation. I wanted to play on a winning team. And do anything that I could to help our team win. Like, I wasn't the superstar player, but I was the kind of player that would bun a runner over, steal a base. I caught the baseball. I was a really good defensive player. Uh, driving a run from third base. I tried to do all the little things, and um, and that kept me in the big leagues for almost 11 years. So I'm something I'm really proud of. Um, what was it like being an all-star in 1995? It was uh, really exciting. Um, uh, obviously, my it was my only All-Star game. I actually thought I should have went to the All-Star game again in 98, but didn't get the pick. But it was so much fun. It was in Texas. Uh, you know, you're on the same field with Barry Bonds and uh, Piazza and Craig Biggio and all these superstar players, um, Randy Johnson, Schilling, all these guys, Pedro Martinez that, uh, um, you know, you compete against. And to be on the same field on the same team with these guys, it was pretty amazing. So, after eight years with the Phillies, you went and signed with the Cubs. You played there for two years, I believe. So, what was what was it like making that transition? And in '98, your first year with the Cubs, you had the highest batting average of your career. So, what was that like? Yeah, I, yeah, I actually got traded there uh, three days before Christmas in 1997. Got traded to the Cubs. Uh, it was a, it was kind of a bittersweet thing because. 
one of my goals in Philly was to be the all-time games played at second base in the history of the Phillies, and I was only a couple hundred games shy of it. Um, so when I got traded, I knew I wouldn't be able to, uh, you know, fulfill that goal. But uh, uh, I lived just south of Chicago in the off season. My wife was from that area, so to get traded to the Cubs, it was a good place to go to because I could live at home. But uh, playing for the Cubs was a lot of fun. Wrigley Field is one of my all-time favorite places to play, and uh, we made the playoffs that year. As you said, I had a career year that year. I had career highs and. In average, home runs, RBIs, runs scored, on-base percentage, walks, uh, fielding percentage. I had a lot of career highs there, and I really attributed to hitting in front of Sammy Sosa. That was the year Sammy hit 66 home runs. He had that home run battle with Mark McGuire. So uh, it was a fun year. The fans are great in Chicago, and uh, it's obviously a year I'll never forget. Um, so twice in your career you played in the postseason. So what was that atmosphere like with all the fans going crazy in the playoffs? It's uh, it's a lot of fun. It really is. I, I know playing in 93 with the Phillies, I mean, we filled that stadium. You're talking over 50,000 people screaming, um, rooting for you. Um, and I can remember when I hit the triple off Maddox in game six to uh, extend our lead and, and kind of secure our path to the uh, World Series. I've never heard a play so loud as I did that stadium uh, that night it was just unbelievable and, and Wrigley Field uh, playing in the playoffs is really awesome too it's not as quite as many people but uh, they're very loud and very passionate and um, you know at that time when I made the playoffs with the Cubs they hadn't gone to the playoffs in a long time so uh, they were pretty excited about us being in the playoffs so it's pretty cool. So in 2000 your last year of your career, you went back to the Phillies for half the year, and you also finished up with the Blue Jays. Yeah. So, looking back, what what was the, what was it like looking back at the decision to retire, and what was it like knowing you had a very successful career when you retired? Yeah, first off, the retiring part, I was kind of forced to retire. I had a rotator cuff uh, tear, and I had to make the decision. One, I was thirty four years old at the time, and I also had two very young kids. Um, so, uh, uh, actually three very young kids. So I had to make the decision. Do I want to, you know, go through all the surgery, all the rehab, try and come back as a 35 year old utility guy. Um, so I made the decision to retire at that time, um, and become a dad and be able to, you know, hang out with my kids and things like that. But, uh, as far as my career is concerned, uh, I was, it was a great career. I couldn't have asked, you know, when you get 11 years in the big leagues, you're pretty blessed. And uh, I was pretty blessed to play 11 years. Like you said, I made a couple of playoff teams, got to play in a World Series. I turned an unassisted triple play. I played on an Olympic team. Um, I did several things on the field, uh, you know, that, that I wanted to accomplish. And I wasn't really goal oriented. I didn't, I didn't, you know, try and hit this many homers or things like that. But, uh, like I said, to play 11 years in the big leagues, um, that's something I'm very proud of. Um, what was your experience like coaching? What the Phillies like? It was fun. I always wanted to get into coaching. Once my kids got a little bit older, um, I got back into coaching. I coached in the minors for five years and then uh, in the big leagues for two years as a base running first base coach. And I love teaching the game. Um, I wish I could have done it longer. Um, unfortunately, it didn't work out, but uh, um, I enjoyed it. I, I, uh, it was, you know, I didn't enjoy as much as playing. Nothing beats playing in the big leagues, but uh, the next best thing is coaching, and I had a lot of fun doing it. 
So now we're going to move on to some like rapid fire, get to know you type questions to end up the interview. We're going to ask you about eight of them. Okay. Like maybe some non like baseball stuff. So which sure. one is, what is your favorite non like baseball team and player? Non baseball team would be the Los Angeles. I have two Los Angeles Lakers and the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I'm a big Steeler fan growing up in Pittsburgh. And like I said, I was a Magic Johnson fan. So I've always been a Laker fan. Um, and favorite player was Magic Johnson, as I said, and uh, L. Oliver uh, was probably my favorite baseball player. Um, what's your favorite food to have? Favorite food? I'm a steak and potatoes guy. I love steak and mashed potatoes. I'll have that every night if someone would cook it for me. Same with steak for me. Good, yeah. Um, so out of like all your pro ball career or college, who do you think your favorite coach was that you played under? Ooh, I've had some really good ones. Uh, I love my college coach, Bob Morgan. He uh, really pushed me and made me a better player. Um, I love Larry Boa as a coach. He coached me in the big leagues for several years. Jim Fergosi was my manager. I don't know if I can pinpoint one, to be honest with you, but uh, um, Jim Fergosi and Larry Boa are probably my biggest uh, uh, coaches in the big leagues that uh, I, I, I had a lot of respect for. What is your favorite um, sport besides baseball to either play or watch? Well, I would say basketball, but I got a new hip a couple of years ago, so it, uh, I haven't been playing a lot of basketball lately. But basketball actually was my first love. I actually have our uh, – I still own the high school record for most points scored in my high school. So uh, I really love playing basketball. But now that I'm getting older, I've kind of taken up golf. Um, so um, – Hopefully, uh, I can continue to get better at golf, and that can be my number one sport uh, for the next, uh, you know, several years. Um, so, outside of all sports, what do you think your favorite hobby is? Just, like, something outside of sports. Question. Favorite hobby? Um, you know, I'm, uh, that's a good question. Um, probably, you know, just doing outdoorsy stuff. I always like to work in the yard, doing doing yard work, things like that, cutting the grass. I always like doing stuff out in the yard. So that's probably one of my main hobbies. Probably kind of boring for you guys. You probably guys probably don't like to do yard work, but uh, <laughs> it keeps me busy. Um, what was your favorite moment in your entire career, counting college and high school, if you want? Favorite moment in my career? Um, I would say there's two. One would be winning the gold medal in the Olympics. You know, winning a gold medal for country, obviously, is incredible. The other one would be my unassisted triple play. Um, uh, I was the ninth player to ever do it, and there's only been 15 big leaguers to do it, so that was pretty special. So what do you think, like, your favorite thing about playing in the pros was? Just competing. I love to compete. I love to play against the best. I love to get up there against the Schillings, the Johnsons, the Pedro Martinez, the Greg Maddoxes, and just compete. And, uh, you know, a lot of times I didn't win when I competed, but I knew I went up there and gave it my best. I think that's the big thing about sports is just competing and giving it your all and, and trying to play smart. And that's what I tried to do. And our last question of the day is, we all know that we're in, like, the COVID pandemic right now. So what's, what's the one thing you want to do once everything's back to normal and no more COVID? I want to go to sporting events and, and, and watch games live again. Uh, you know, I can't have another sporting year like we had this year where there's no fans in the ballparks and the, 
stadiums and you have to watch everything on TV. I want everything to uh, sports-wise get back to normal, full seasons with fans and sponsors and, you know, the games on TV where you see the fans. That's what I want uh, the most uh, once uh, this virus is gone. So thanks so much again, Mickey, for joining us. To our listeners, please make sure to donate to our GoFundMe charity to help COVID-19 relief, which the link is in our bio on Instagram. And please comment, follow, and drop a like on our podcast on Spotify, Apple, and SoundCloud. Thanks a lot, Mickey, and have a great day, and just stay safe. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Great show. We'll see you. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you in the next interview.